Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to Get Authentic with Marcus Ogden. Technical facilities and services have been provided by the Multiformat Network. Multiformat.net. with the Get Authentic with Marcus show. I'm here today interviewing Mr. Rock Smith. Before we bring up to the stage, I want to thank one of our amazing sponsors, Tetris Property. They help people with real estate investments in the San Antonio, Texas area. Now, here he is, Mr. Rock Smith. How you doing today, Mark? I'm great. How you doing, Marcus? I'm doing fantastic, sir. Thank you for asking. First question, Rock. What does the word authentic slash authenticity mean to you? It means you're real. You're real to yourself and, and uh, real to everyone else. Um, that's not the first thing I think of when you get authentic, get real. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to make a shirt about that word. Get authentic, get real. I love it. Quick question, work off that response. Why do you think some people in society today struggle with being real or being who they are at their core you know i these days everyone wants to be someone else i mean everyone wants to be an instagram model everyone wants to be insta famous um i see it every day i go I, it's amazing you know i live in miami beach and i go out sometimes either to a club or to dinner or and i, I look around and you know it's guys and girls but mostly women down here the whole night i see them taking Instagram pictures, posing, this, that. I look around, it doesn't even look like anyone's enjoying themselves. Like It's like they went to the club just to get the right shot. Um, and everyone seems to be trying to be someone else. And, and I, I don't get it. Um, the world's passing them by. They don't even look like they're enjoying themselves. And, and I, I think it's, you know, it's sad. It's a sad, it's a sad state in the society right now. You know, Ward, I think that's very profound that, People are so concerned with getting the right shot or getting the right picture, getting the right filter, that they let life pass them by. And I think that's so well said because so many people, right, work, are worried about what others think about them instead of, right, work, worrying about who they are as a person, who they are at their core to get where they need to go 
in life. What's your thought? What are your thoughts on that? No, I agree 100%. It's like they're living, I, I, they're, they're making their own persona. I, I don't get it. It's it's just, um, like I said, they're, they're letting, letting life pass them by. I, it's amazing. I, don't, I just look over at these people and I, it's like they're not even enjoying themselves. The whole night is is just to show everyone else the kind of party they're having, how much fun they're having, but they're not having fun. It, even, but I, I see that, um, Overall, a big problem in society. There's the social media and people glued to their phones. You go to a restaurant and it, people aren't enjoying the conversation with each other. It's a it's a Kodak moment. Everything's a Kodak moment. And I just I I, I think it's a sad, sad state of affairs. You know, Rock, I think you're 100 percent correct. So Rock, talk to our audience about who you are, a little bit about yourself, where you're from, a little bit about your backstory, and then what are you doing today currently in America to add value to others and help others become successful and fulfilled in their life's journey? Yeah, so I'm, I'm originally from Michigan. I grew up in, in Metro Detroit. Um, I currently live in Miami right now. I've been down here for 13 years in Miami Beach. And, uh, you know, for most of my life, I've been in commercial real estate. Uh, last you know, eight, nine years, I kind of gotten into the, in the pharmacy game. And currently right now, what I do is I, I, there's certain uh, drugs that have rebates on them. And so I contract with hospitals and infusion centers, things like that. And we, we contract them. We, we look at all their data and, and they're, they're missing a lot of these rebates. So we scan their data and we, we basically find money for them. We, <clears throat> we go back to manufacturers and collect the rebates on their behalf. So we're 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 doing a service for the hospitals. We're helping them find missed uh, missed money. Um, and right now, it's 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 really they're all dying. Hospitals. I'm not sure if you're aware, but for the most part, they're all losing money. I, I just got back from a convention in Pennsylvania, the Hospital Association of Pennsylvania, where we're uh, endorsed members. They have 235 members, and only five of the hospitals were profitable last year out of 235 networks in Pennsylvania. So what we're doing is trying to bridge that gap. We we basically find them missed revenue. They're, they're not changing anything they're doing. They're just not aware or of, of certain rebates or they're not able to collect them or they're being missed. So we, it's found revenue. And so we're helping these uh, uh, hospitals and, and doctors alike to help bridge that bridge that gap. So that that's basically keep me busy. Um, that's the majority of the work that I do now. Rourke, very interesting to think that out of 235 hospitals, only five are profitable. That's absolutely just a stunning number to me. You know, you talk about your job in helping them find the money, make, you know, make some money back into their pocket, which is awesome. But I have a question for you. Why do you think so many hospitals are struggling? And this is another question on top of that, another like an add-on. Why do you think so many businesses as a whole are struggling? You know, you have a lot of experience from commercial real estate. You're from Detroit, living in Miami Beach. You've been around. You've seen a lot, I'm assuming. You're very successful. You're very astute. Why do you think the hospitals are struggling? Right, work, And also, why do you think businesses as a whole right now are struggling somewhat as well. Well, I, for for hospitals, I can tell you, 
that the big there's two big problems they're having. The biggest one is the cost of goods are going up so rapidly. Their, their, their cost of, of products are going up so rapidly. And you the reimbursements are not following that. So insurance pretty much dictates how much you're going to make on a on a, a certain drug or a certain procedure. Um, and so think about it's not even just the the drug. Think of everything else, the needles, the the rubber gloves, the the cleaning, that everything's going up 20%. And, and the reimbursements aren't, aren't aren't following along with that. So that's a major, major problem. The other major problem they're having in hospitals is the staff. A lot of what's happened is a lot of people have quit. Um, also, a lot of people were terminated during the COVID. Uh, they had restrictions if, if you know people weren't getting the COVID shot. So there were a lot of these employees were terminated. So what's happened as a result is they started using all these temp facilities. So when they hire a temp nurse, they're paying double, sometimes three times the price for that shift to have a temporary nurse come out. So they're replacing long-term employees with, uh, there's a, a, a heavy percentage of, of staff nurses where usually they'd use staff nurses if someone didn't show up, someone was sick, but they're using them regularly to, to fill in the gaps. So between the major increase in goods, which is I understand is to be the biggest problem, and the the, the staff problems, they're, they're just losing money. And and also during COVID, uh, they were only doing emergency procedures. They weren't doing any of the the profitable profitable things. So that they, they were they're upside down coming out of COVID. And now just with the cost of goods and their cost of of uh, labor so high and, and they're getting the same reimbursement they were five years ago it, they, it's just unsustainable so right now they're trying anything they can do to capture any type of revenue is, is, is critical or they're going to have a big problem and i think this is kind of a reflection of what you're seeing as businesses as a whole you know even let's take restaurants just take a restaurant for example we all know the cost of food has gone up through the roof eggs and you know all the, the different Things have gone up, you know, crazy amounts. But you know, it's not that every day that the the uh, restaurant can just keep adjusting their price. So, you know, adjust a burger two bucks a dollar every every couple of weeks. So they're getting upside down there, and I think they're also having uh, problems with 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 staff a lot in a lot of locations, um, and just a changing environment. You know, I used to do a lot of stuff with pharmacy. Um, you know, with with CVS helping them buy stores and things like that. And the environment's changed. I mean, CVS and Walgreens, it used to be, you know, they have a 2000 square foot pharmacy in the back and they have 10,000 square feet of retail up front. They used to make a lot of money on the retail. That's where, you know, majority, they're, they're much higher margins, that's for sure. But they made a lot of, a lot of their profit out of the front of the store. That's basically shifted almost overnight. I mean, as soon as COVID came, um, there was a big shift to having medications delivered. So you're not having as many people going into the store. You know, it used to be you go in, drop off a prescription. You know, while you're waiting for 10 minutes, you walk around the store and buy a soda and a magazine and a couple other things. Well, you know, that's not happening anymore. Um, and they're losing money in the front of the store now. So it was just a shift in, 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 in consumer shopping. I mean, everyone's the retailers are getting hit across the board and it's even hitting these, uh, which actually kind of surprises me. Like take a CVS and a Walgreens, you know, people don't, products are expensive there. So you don't go there shopping. It's it's kind of a, 
uh, on your way home, you need some some milk and, uh, you know, whatever you, you pick up a couple things or you pick up a couple things when you're getting your medication. So it's kind of uh, um, so it's, it's kind of surprising to see that those little things have gone away. People are even buying the little things from Amazon. You know, it, it's you, you, they'll send you one one little thing in a box. So that, that, that environment's changing. Um, it, so many things are getting delivered now. You press a button and get delivered to your home, so they're not going out. So the whole retail environment's changing, which is putting a lot of pressure, uh, which also puts a lot of pressure on the real estate. So I think you know, just the cost the cost of goods are going up faster than I think a lot of these retailers can pass along to their customers. That's that's kind of what I'm seeing. I think, Mark. Very interesting segment, and I agree with you 100%. Like, you know, right now, like in the housing industry, right? So, like, prices of materials, wood, lumber, concrete, steel, all these things, right, are going up rapidly, which is why right now the housing market is going up rapidly in pricing because it's being driven by the things that build. I would tell people if the cost of goods goes up, the price of that product has to go up. So it's very interesting to hear. And it makes an interesting point about, you know, I didn't think about the labor. That's a really good point, Work how, you know, if you're, you're living like, you know, a certain time for the normal price, well, that's going to affect your profitability, your bottom line. That's going to really make an, a, a huge difference in your profitability and on your balance sheet for any business. So my question for you is, how can great leaders in companies, right, work? How can they step in and help to create a really healthy, productive culture in which these hospitals, these businesses, at least have a fighting chance, right, work? Be able to be able to kind of you know augment and fill in that area where they're having a lot of problems where they really can't control, right, work cost of goods, you know, being, you know, sold, made, manufactured, all that type of, all those type of scenarios. Well, the cost is one thing, but I, I, I think, you know, part of the, um, especially when we look at hospitals, there's a lot of the employees are burnt out. A lot of people are quitting. The turnover is killing them. They have to create an environment uh, that the employees enjoy going to. Uh, I, I, somehow they have to just just make it more in, enjoyable. Not if they can't stand going to work. Right now, it's so hard to get new employees. Everyone's fighting for them, and I'm starting to hear out there that maybe it's not people aren't moving so much for an increase in salary as they're unhappy, um, and, and that's what I'm hearing in the hospital industry as a whole. So. It, it, might, it might not even be that you have to offer them more money. They just have to somehow take the pressure off them, not overwork them. Because what, what's happening is employees that staying, they're making them work overtime. They're getting burnt out. They're they're getting they're under and they're short staffed, so they're having to dump. Hello, my name is Marcus Ogden. I'm an ex NFL player, a business coach, and a keynote speaker. I also host a podcast that is currently ranked in the top one percent in the world. However, I am also an equity owner in the Real ID Group Corporation. As an owner, a human being, and a global citizen, I realize that I have a global responsibility as a human being 
to take care of and make sure the world is a safer place to live in and work in. My team at the Real Ivy Group Corporation, I have created an app that's probably one of, if not the best apps of the century to make the world a safer place and to protect our members from predatory victimization, such as catfishing, financial fraud, bodily harm, and even loss of life. Our app uses real identification to create an online real ID badge. The badge allows members to verify one another, both online and offline. As a bonus, our app also allows us to register users to track any meeting between new acquaintances via a schedule and confirmed events to their safe and ending conclusion. We believe in our app so much and wish to make it a globally safe, changing atmosphere that for a limited time, we prove to the world that our app works. Anyone signing up with us before July 4th, 2023, as this will give us true independence from predators, will receive a one-year subscription at a 50% introductory rate of just $35 for one year. This is an ideal situation for college students, parents of college students, realtors, and members who use online dating sites. In addition, it's our members' responsibility to be global citizens as well and to spread the word and making the world a safer place. We recognize this. So as a bonus, everyone when registering will get a generated referral code. The referral user and the referring member will get a free month add onto their subscription model. Colleges, realtor companies, and dating sites can reach out to us for a user licensing agreement as well. What are you waiting for? Sign for less than the cost of a dinner at a nice restaurant at adultrealid.com. Get this protection right away for yourself, but for your family as well. You owe that to them, and let's make the world a safer, happier, and healthier place. Extra workloads on them. Um, so they're working harder than ever before and, and more hours, and, and they feel underappreciated. So I think they have to really uh, listen to their employees and, and create a, a, an environment that the employee likes to go to work, or, or at least doesn't hate it. Let's put it that way. So I think really the important thing here is that is if you have a good employee to do what you have to do to keep them, because when you replace them, you got to train a new person. They might not stay long. If you've got someone that's reliable and a good person, you, you, you I think you need to bend over backwards to make sure that they're happy, check in with them and, and see what their issues are. Um, and even if they're overworked, if, if, if they're happy and they feel appreciated and you're, you're, you know, they feel you know, wanted, I, I think they'll stay because no one wants to, you know, keep jumping around from job to job. So I think one of the critical things is really, if you have good employees to do you, whatever you have to do to, to keep them, you don't want to lose them. Mark, very well said. I'll be heading down to Houston, Texas in June to speak for the American College of Healthcare Executives. And I'm talking exactly about this topic, right, work of how to prevent burnout in the hospital setting. So, so basically saying our in my presentation, and I think that's in full alignment with what we're trying to do. So my question for you is, work, right, in your style of being around people, that type of things, right, what are some things that you have done to help 
you and your business and your colleagues and your peers continue to have success in a very difficult and sometimes tumultuous market that we're facing, right? Like you said, work from pricing and burnout. How are you trying to set up your behavior and pressing forward hard times? So right now, you know, in, in the past, I've had, uh, you know, large employees when I had, you know, mail order pharmacies and things like that. Right now, I have uh, basically a, I'll call them a sales team that's reaching out to hospitals and infusion centers. Uh, and, and so me, I'm very, uh, I, I strongly believe in, in paying people for, for uh, I wish you could pay everyone on their success, right? But it's not practical. Everyone's got to have a a wage and a kind of thing. So I, I I reward people very heavily. I tend to lean heavily on on their successes. So when they bring in a new client or do this, I I, I really reward them uh, for uh, with different types of commissions and also you know trips. There's there's other ways outside of money to to reward them. You know having uh, uh, special occasions, trips, uh, other little bonuses. But I check in with them. All of them. Every one of my employees right now, they've got my cell phone. They can call me anytime. They they can reach me through our, we have a Teams uh, network set up. And every one of them is encouraged to reach out to me. Anytime they have a problem, anytime they need my help on a call, anytime, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I, and I talk to them um, not so much as an authoritarian, more like a partner. So I have a little bit different attitude how I do it. Um, and I strongly believe and I, I tell them anything you need from me to help you be successful, you reach out to me. If you see if you see some new software or you see you have some new idea about something, don't be shy. Send me an email. Send me a text. You, even a different a way to approach something or a different. I, I'm I have an open door type policy, and I reward them when they do well. Um, and and that's the way I I, I kind of. I'm a more of the belief that you get more flies with honey more than, you know, I, I like to reward people more than, than punish them. I think that's the way to, way to go. So between the open door policy and I'm open to any idea uh, because the people on the ground are the ones that come up with the ideas. There's the ones that hear what the pushback is. They're the ones that, you know, that hear all the problems. So I, I like to hear from them, any idea they have, whether they think it's, now, no matter how dumb it is, whatever they think it is, it just floated by me. You never know. Maybe, maybe I'll I'll take that and say, you know, you're onto something. And we'll we'll tweak it a little bit and and, and do something different. But you know, the, I have this this open door policy where they all feel comfortable to call me on my cell phone to send me a text whenever they want, and um, I reward them heavily when they when they do well. You know, Mark, one of the best quotes I ever heard from Steve Jobs is his primary job at Apple was to create an environment where his trusted team could feel free to speak their minds without being judged. And great leaders work. I love how you said you can catch more flies with honey than vinegar. You're better off being supportive and cheering them on than a punishment type of style approach. I agree with that. And I feel it's so important to have a open-door policy and not just say it, right, Mark? But let me talk about that for a quick second. How come or some people preach open-door policy, share your thoughts, 
give me your ideas. But then when people do that, right, work, they don't listen to the feedback. They don't apply it. They don't process it. They feel jaded by it. And what happens, right, work? And I used to be a guy like that with my construction company, which is why most of my best people left me, right, work? How do you go about not just being lip service with that and by actually doing it every single day? I, you know, I like hearing different ideas. You know, I, I'm an entrepreneur, so everything is changed, constantly changing. And I'll tell you, I, I think society, it moves quicker and quicker and quicker every day. Technology is such that things change so drastically. And, you know, I don't feel that old. I'm 48, but things, you know, the, the younger kids, they know, I don't even know half this stuff with technology and things things. Things just change, evolve so quickly. And if you don't listen to them, you're going to die. You know, if you don't change and evolve, you're going to die. Uh, and you, know, you see it all the time. Companies that used to be around, they're not around anymore. You have to adapt. And the only way, you know, for me, I, I like hearing new ideas all the time. Whether it's, I, I, I tell them there's no such thing as a stupid question, right? Just just throw it out there. You never know. Even if you're, you might be onto something. Maybe that's not the right exact thing, but... It might trigger something, and so I I have weekly meetings, and I encourage you know I encourage everyone to speak up. I encourage like you know someone came to me with a, a new software the other day, and we started investigating. It's brilliant, you know, it's going to help us help us work well. And I wasn't aware of it. Um, I mean, maybe it's common for you know some of the younger kids that are more tech savvy, uh, and uh, so I, I really encourage it, and I and I act on their ideas when something's good we jump on it. You know, I don't, I don't, I said, okay, that's great. Invest. What's the top three, four companies that do this. Why don't you take a look, set up some meetings, let's talk to them. So I don't just talk to talk. I, I and I involve them too. If it's their idea, I make sure they get credit for it. And, and I kind of put them in charge of it. You know, all right, great. Go, you know, let's see, is there any competitors to that, this software? What are the checks and balances? So he, he did some work and put together, you know, the list of the competitors and we looked at the pluses and minuses and we chose something to move forward and it's working very well. So I, I think, um, you know, it's not like you said, just saying the open door, door policy is one thing, but you have to act when they have a good idea, you got to tell them, you know, you, the great idea. And I, you know what? People like to, to be acknowledged. I, I notice when we have a weekly meeting, I'll acknowledge it. Hey, you know, you know, Boris had a great idea last week. Congratulations. That's really, you know, I, I like, I throw that out there. If someone closes a good deal, I, we have a little teams network, like I said, uh, like Microsoft teams and I send praise to them. People, I mean, people really appreciate being appreciated and it goes a long way. You know, it, go, it really goes a long way. A little, a little, a little gesture can go a long way. And uh, I think that just creates a, a good environment over well. And, and I find once I, I send a message, hey, congratulations to so-and-so. That was a great job on this. He pulled this account. It, it gets contagious. Then everyone else jumps on. Oh, congrats. And then he gets praise from all his team members. And that, that's kind of the environment I have. We're all we're all pushing each other. We're all open to each other's suggestions. And and so we have a pretty, um, you know, all, all my employees seem very happy. They're motivated. They get happy when they do a deal. Um, and it, it, that's just, it's just my way of doing things. It's just, just the way I do things. Well, you know what, Rourke? I love how you said a little gesture can go a long way. And I wish more leaders thought like you in that regard. 
because I feel if they did, right, work, there'd be a lot less turnover in companies because people feel valued, they feel appreciated, and they would really understand that it's all about the people, right? Every company, I don't care if you're an AI company and all that, every AI is turned on by a human being. So if you don't treat your people like gold, right, work, they won't stay with you. So I love that. So basically, Rourke, how can people find out about your company? Uh, if they're in the hospital system, they want to find out more information about what you could do for them. As a matter of fact, I said, speaking for the American College of Healthcare Executives, hospital executives in Houston, I'm doing that in June. How can our listeners get in touch with Rourke Smith? Yeah, so my company is uh, Vitivo Rx, V-A-T-I-V-O-R-X.com. Uh, my email is rsmith at vitivorx.com. Uh, they can reach me at 312-810-2200. Um, I'm always happy to talk to hospitals. I love helping them out. And, and the way we do things, we, we you know, I explain them the whole process. Um, what I'll do is I'll take, I'll do an analysis. I'll ask for so a, a data set, and we'll we'll look at their last years of data. We'll run an analysis with no cost, no obligation, and and I, I come back to the hospital and I show them very detailed, very transparent. You know, if you were our client last year, this is what you would have received. I'll break it down by drug, how much each drug rebate is. This is the money you missed last year. This is how much you missed. This is exactly what you received. And once they see that, I, I'll see, I lay everything out on the table. The, until they see everything, what they're missing and how we operate, there's no, uh, we don't lock them in anything. Once they see that, I'm pretty confident they're going to want to grab that that money and take advantage of it. Then we'll go to a contract and, and we'll onboard them. And, and by the way, I can go back from the time I, I onboard them, I can go back 90 to 180 days, uh, depending on the manufacturer and grab those rebates for them so I, I can you know retroactively go back and grab a, a big chunk of it and we start doing everything on an ongoing basis and they, they just get checks quarterly we just keep analyzing their data so yeah if they can reach out to me anytime i'd love to, to to tell them exactly how we do it and and give them a free consultation and show them exactly how much they're missing and even once i show them if they don't want to move forward they don't have to move forward there's no obligation You know what? And that's the whole thing, right? Ladies and gentlemen, in life, it's all about getting information. And again, the authentic tip of this amazing interview, in life, be sure to gather all the information, all the data that you can to assess your business and your business position in the best way. Love how Rourke's all about helping hospitals put some assets and cash back into their system, into their business, into their organization to help make them more profitable. Because like he said, out of 235 hospitals, he was at a conference, only five were profitable. And that's not a good place to be in. So again, in life and in business, assess everything strategically and understand exactly where you are and your position to the best of your ability. Again, this episode was sponsored by Tetris Properties. Thank them for aligning their brand with our show. My name is Marcus Osgood, the host of the Get Office of the Marcus Show. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day.